We're gonna quadcast all over the world, cause we are quad, and you are Mo. What's up, Mo? Mo's here. Hi, everybody. Everybody say hi to Mo. Hi, Mo. Hi, Mo. Hi, Mo. Hi, Russell Carter, Brian Tanner. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Mo, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for people that don't know who you are. You're Mo Manus, but Mo short for something, right? Yes. Um, I'm formerly known as Sir Mariah Manus. Sir? Yes, sir. Have you been knighted? Uh, we'll get into that next time you have me on the quadcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a story for a later date. Yes, foreshadowing. Setting up the second season. Um, <laughs> Mariah Manus, not Mariah Carey. Uh, Mariah with an O. I was named after a mountain in Israel, which we're going to get to see in December. I'm super excited about. Hype. Yes, we're super excited about it. Uh, Paul's taking the Academy of the Twelve on a trip to Israel. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the Academy of the Twelve, it's a church program that I'm a part of as long as well as these guys. Uh, they're in a quad and I'm in a quad of my own. And I've only lived in Phoenix for about a, a year, um, and so I'm kind of new to the whole Academy of the Twelve thing with all these guys, but I'm really excited to be on the quadcast. That's great, Mel, but why don't, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Like, what are some things you like, some things you don't like? We, we want the deets. We want the dirt on you. Tell us about yourself. Come on. Oh, you want the dirt? Okay. Okay. Um, when I was five... I broke my leg. Is that dirty enough? There's got to be something better than that. Pretty filthy, though. But which leg? My left leg. The leg that has less calf than the other leg. Um, Oh, it has less calf? Yeah. Fun fact, actually. Speaking of calves, um, I was born with bilateral club feet, so my legs grew weird. So if you ever look at me, Carter, what did you describe me as once? Tell the audience what I look like. Oh, I don't even remember what I described. Something with yet. toothpicks? No, that was I described Tanner as what was it, an olive on a toothpick? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you've definitely objectified Mo at some point having toothpick like legs, Carter. I mean, we all have. I mean, hundred percent. When I picked him well, when I didn't pick him in the zombie apocalypse in episode one, it was because of his legs. I knew that was coming. I've had a bone to pick with you for a while about that episode, so I'm glad to be here so I can duke it out. Okay, so question for you. If you are drafting your zombie apocalypse team of the 12, what rank would Carter fall? Um, he'd be on a different ballot. <laughs> I, not, not another ballot. Like... Like, if you're voting for president, I just happen to be, like, on the ballot for prime minister of Canada or something. Yeah, a different country. Uh, yeah. They don't vote there, do they? How no. does that work? They vote. They're a democracy. Are they? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. They're under the the rule of the British Empire to some extent, aren't they? Not the queen anymore. Oh. Rip. Why'd you... Oh. Rest in peace. Rest in we peace. want Premier League games back. Do you think that she's really dead, or do you think that she's immortal and got tired of it all and went into hiding? She's at Subway right now, bro. She's hanging out with Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> she's, what, what is it? Is it that he's in Cuba? Is that the theory? Yeah. Okay, so anyways, uh, away from the queen. Mo, what are, what are some of your biggest entrants? Like, what, what do you do? What do I do? Um... Well, uh, first off, I, I drip or drown. You know, style is number one, right? Fashion. That's something I do Lights. on the daily. 
what up with it? Um, I'm also a barista at Well Coffee with my boy Tanner. Yeah, shout out Well. Yeah, Well Coffee. We love Well. Uh, Well's a part of the church, kind of-ish. Um, but it's a great place to work. I love being a barista. Um, I'm, I'm a big coffee nerd, so I, I like that. That's one of my interests. Have you ever gotten a concussion while working there? I hear it's pretty dangerous. Um, no, I have never gotten a concussion while working there. Yeah, that was just me. The workplace can be a scary thing at a coffee shop. It's fast. A lot of people moving around. OSHA. What OSHA doesn't know won't hurt them. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Mo, are you a fan of the quadcast? I am. I've been listening since episode one. Um, when they first released it, uh, they shot us a text in the Academy of the 12 group chat, and it was a Spotify link. And I hate Spotify. I'm on Apple Music, and I will stand on that hill until someone rips me off of it or I die on it. And so I have been pushing for uh, good reviews and good vibes on the quadcast on Apple iTunes. So that's been where I've been listening and you guys can listen there too on Spotify or Apple iTunes podcast music. I mean, if they're listening to this, they know Mo. <laughs> you you got to shout us out more. That was pretty good. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going with episode one and he's already like doing advertisement for us. I think we should have got this guy on earlier. That's what I've been saying. So, since I'm such a big fan of the quadcast, I love the the way that you guys segue into your segments. See what I did there? Ah. Ah, thank you, Russell. Um, and so I have a would you rather question for you guys. Okay. okay. All right. We're going to bring the immaturity level or the maturity level down a little bit. Just, you know, it's the nature of me being here. So just like a high school or junior high youth group. Yes. Which I am involved in at the church. Fun fact. And so I am quite good with these questions. Shout out Chisholm. Chisholm. Let's freaking go. Um, so my question is, would you rather poop every time you fart or throw up a little bit every time you burp? Oh, why you got to do that to us, man? So I can't word it that way. There was, I, there was a thought in my brain. We're going to leave it alone. So oh, I hate that. I think... Okay, as much as I dislike it, I think I'm going to have to go with, I will throw up a little bit every time I burp because I would rather just throw up and, you know, have like a little, you know, like a little baby throw up and, and swallow it and call it good than have to change my pants every time I have to fart. I'm going to have to second that. Just from a practicality standpoint, I couldn't imagine... Today would have been a hard day for me if I pooped every time I farted. I'm just going to be honest with you. So I don't think from a practicality standpoint I could live that life. Was it Was it because of something you ate? It must have been. I don't know what else it could be. Breakfast? Lunch? I might be pregnant. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not pregnant. I don't have a uterus. I can't get pregnant. Good. So I, I'm going to go with uh, throw up a little bit every time you burp. I would have to disagree with both of you guys because I would say I would rather poop every time I fart because I can control my farts better than I can control my burps. I don't know about you. When I want to burp, I feel like I have to get it out. Like it's Otherwise, it just sits there and it feels weird. I also just hate throwing up. Like That's not something I want to do. So to me, I can hold my farts in, and if I specifically need to fart and thus poop somewhere, I can control 
my fart into the toilet and poop in the toilet, or at least go in a bush somewhere. So I would fart every time I poop. I'm a lonelier person right now, so hopefully Tanner can help me out. So here's my thinking. You can close your mouth, but you can't close your butt. <laughs> but then you're just, you're eating your... No, I'm just saying, like, if, if the poop's coming out when you fart, it's going to come out regardless. But at least with a burp, you can close your mouth and maybe it won't come yeah, out. Yeah, but then you're catching the burp in the, the throw up in your mouth. Yeah, and but you then you just swallow goes, it. It just goes back down. Ugh. Nah. I don't want to change my underwear every time I, I fart. Yeah, that's same where with, I'm same at. With these guys. And I, I also like not that I can't control anything. I'm totally good there. But I just I I don't know. I I feel like I can. No, yeah. There's just no way to rationalize it. I I would have to go with the burp thing but that's the thing i'm i'm not pooping my pants you got to hear me out like i can control these bad boys that are brewing down here i i know where to fart i know when to fart and so if i need to i will fart in a toilet i will fart in a bush now i'm gonna have to bring wet wipes wherever i go but i ain't i'm not letting a burp bring throw up into my mouth and swallowing it for me that's a no-go i like those answers guys it seems like you've you've pondered this and really put a lot of time into this um, I'm not going to vocalize which camp I would be in um, for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, we've actually had multiple encounters with both of these uh, bodily functions uh, on a 12 trip. So uh, tune in for another episode or maybe we'll get into it today um, about a very fun 12 story. That is a good story. That might be my favorite Mo story from the Academy of the 12 yet, but... That was a really good question. I, w- I think that we should give it up for Mo. A little bit of light applause for our boy. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. That was a good segment. Speaking of segments, of the four segments owned by each of us, Russell's Rushmore's, Carter's Corner, or Carter's Conversation, or Carter's Controversies, whatever he wants to call it. Cause yeah, baby, don't put me in the box. Should be called Carter's Indecisive Segment. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm not indecisive. Let's pass over that. So, Russell's Rushmore's, Carter's whatever, Brian's butts, and Tanner's tidbits. What's your favorite segment on the quadcast? Oh, okay. So in their little pregame where they write down what we're going to talk about, they did not tell me this. So um, I'm kind of scared for offending someone, but I got to say, oh, man, this one's tough. I'd say it's a tie between the Rushmore's and the tidbits, if I'm being completely honest. You know what it is, Those are my favorites. Thank you, Mo. That's rough. I honestly, I, even I, with my own segment, lean towards Russell's Rushmore's. <laughs> so, speaking of, Mo, where are you from originally? The great state of Kansas. Yeehaw! And would you say that there's a lot of farms and farm life in Kansas? That's exclusively what's in Kansas. <laughs> nothing nothing, <laughs> nothing else. There's nothing else going on. Well, uh, for today's Tanner's Tidbits, I have It is Farm Animal Themed. Ooh. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Moo. Cool, yeah. And so this Tanner's Tidbits, it's going to be a bit more interactive. Do you guys know the, uh, the game Two Truths and a Lie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's what we're going to do today. All right. So I'm going to read off three facts. One of them is a lie. And I'm going to need you guys to discern what the lie is. Number one, cows poop up to 15 times a day, which can be as much as 115 pounds of manure per day, 
or approximately 21 tons per year. Number two, goats were the first ever domesticated animal in history. And number three, all roosters are deaf because of their, uh, their, the noise that they make is so loud that their eardrums have been burst. Okay, one more time. Say, say the goat one for me. So it's cows pooping a lot, kind of like what Brian was talking about. 21 tons per year 21 is the main. 21 tons per year. Okay, what's the goats again? The goats were the first ever domesticated animal in history. Meaning like, uh, like raised and yeah, groomed? Yeah, the first animals to be ever farmed by people. And then what? the last one again? All roosters are deaf because of the noise that they make. Uh, the cockadoodle-doodle. That is, uh, it's all, it's too loud for their eardrums. <laughs> the cockadoodle-doodle. <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled through I that. I was going to let you go with that. Actually, <laughs> actually um, I, I heard from a lot of our listeners that um, they were really offended that Carter wouldn't make a dolphin or an otter noise. So, Carter, I think you have to make your best cockadoodle-doo right here for our listeners or else they just, you're going to, it's not going to work anymore. Your new segment's going to be called Carter's Animal Noises. Absolutely not. Russell is fabricating lies from our audience. <laughs> this is this is just being made up. I'm being attacked because I don't know how to make animal sounds. I'm sorry <laughs> that I'm not a voice actor. I wasn't born for this. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Could you please leave me alone? Bro, if there's any animal sound that you could do, I bet a rooster, you could probably do that. I honestly don't think I could, but I, I run around work making bird noises a lot, but it's not a rooster sound. All right, fine. Fine, fine. Just for the audience, Mo, Brian, on three, we're going to do our best rooster sound all together. Not oh. cockadoodle do, but give us your best rooster sound. Like organic rooster. You know what? Let's actually do this. I'll go first. <clears throat> Brian will go second, and Mo will go third. So listeners, get ready to turn the volume down a little bit. This might hurt your ears. You guys ready? Yes. Actually, let's go Brian. Brian, you go first. I'll go second. Mo go third. <coughs> oh my gosh. That was fantastic. Oh okay, gosh. okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <coughs> Yikes. <coughs> what is happening? Well, guys, those were all great impressions, but... We still need to figure out which of the statements was, in fact, oh yeah, yeah, a yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, we just, wait, wait, we just wait, ignored wait. his whole statement. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, hold on. You guys want to hear my, my bird sound? It's yes. not a rooster. Bravo. Good yeah, job, you made an animal noise now, on the podcast. Now, are you happy? That's my impression of, like, the yellow bird from Angry Birds. <laughs> Specifically. Okay, so, are we... As a group, we're trying to figure out which one is the lie. My first thought wait, is... Wait, wait, Tanner, do you want... As a group, are we figuring out, or do we individually have to give our best guess? Either way works for me. Individually. Yeah, individually is cool. Right, well, yeah, we'll do individual. Okay, so here's my thought. Last episode, Tanner got all into the cow mafia, um, and how if he was turned into a cow, he would join the cow mafia and rise through the ranks and become like a cow crime lord. I don't think that he would make up the lie about the cow. I know it's a lot of poop, but I can't imagine he would lie about the cow. So the cow is safe. I'm going to say the goat is safe. I'm going to say that the rooster is the lie. After all that crap, you still think the cow thing is true? What do you mean? It was 
the did you not get that? What? Come on. He's making a joke about poop. I I can't with this guy. I got it, Carter. Yeah, because he said crap. Yeah, it was funny. Brian, crap is another word for poop. <laughs> okay, Mr. Thesaurus, what would you say the lie is? <laughs> Not thesaurus. Um, all right. <laughs> I, you know, the one that sticks out to me is is lie or is a uh, number two. I, I don't think that goats were the first domesticated animal. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you want to farm? goats like what what do they really bring to the table i understand we got goat milk but there's so many other animals you could have milked (laughs) oh i don't want to follow that last statement but um yeah what do you think mel um gosh that's a hard one i think i totally agree with the cows thing um having lived in a um an agricultural agricultural part of the nation um driving anywhere west of a major city is just poop um the roads and the smell so I agree with that one. Um, I got to say, I I don't know a lot about roosters, um, but that kind of checks out. That makes sense. Uh, part of me feels like, I don't know, but I, I don't know why, but I want to say sheep were probably the most, the first domesticated. That's what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because like, they're so stupid that like, I, I just have a feeling that there's no way they could survive in the wild. That and practically, you think about them taking the wool yeah, from dude. a sheep. I feel like that makes more sense. Yeah, because like the sheep shearing is actually like a really good thing for the sheep. It's not just good for us. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. And to me, what the all the for the cow, the goats, and the rooster, it was very specific. It was like super specific mm-hmm. about how yeah. much poop uh, being domesticated, and then also like is deaf as the rooster. But I feel like. I'm on the same train with you that the domesticated part is wrong in the goat yeah. and that it's not the goat that's domesticated. It could be the sheep. I don't know what is, but I, I think two is the lie. So I know Carter, you think two is the lie. Correct. I think two is the lie. Mo, you think two is the lie. Yeah. Brian, how can we persuade you to get you onto our side that two is the lie? It's not that I couldn't see your side of things. I could totally see that goats wouldn't be the first domesticated animal. They could or they couldn't have been. They're similar to the sheep family in my mind, so maybe I didn't go there. That's a good point you made about the sheep smell. I just can't imagine roosters making themselves deaf from their own screams and just living that life. You just get, you have to convince me why that's okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be a sad life. You yell so much that you can't hear yourself anymore. I, that's always what I imagine Carter's metal concerts are like, is Dude, that it's just a lot so of deaf true. people screaming. No, you're, you're not wrong because that was exactly what I was just thinking about how I'm losing my hearing because of screaming. Nice. All right. So, so, so Carter, <laughs> convince me more. Tell, tell me more about your dilemma and maybe it'll help me change my mind. Um, I don't Why are know. you okay with deafening yourself? Uh, music loud guy go ah and then i headbang okay so that sounded like nick miller from new girl right there (laughs) a little bit it did a little bit of nick flash there uh so anyway that was great discussion guys um you were all correct about number one yes cows poop a lot yes They, they poop a lot that's that's obvious now i'm gonna say three of you were wrong no brian had the right answer Good so job, goats Brian. were the first domesticated animal followed, followed closely 
by sheep. Now, the thing with roosters is they have a gland that actually covers their eardrums, that it protects them from their sound, so that way they don't go deaf. Because the sound that they make is about the sound, the same noise as a chainsaw. What? Wow, that is so interesting. Sounds like intelligent design to me. Ooh, get a mo. Whoa, it's almost as if God put that in place to protect his own creation. Super hot fire, you spit that. Sweet, going back to the cow poop. Ah, <laughs> uh, yikes. <laughs> no, Can, I don't want to go back to the cow poop. No, 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 so listen to this, listen to this. So, on our last academy trip, we took a road trip from Phoenix, Arizona, and the furthest we got was up to Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Illinois, if you're Joey. Illinois. And so, <sighs> on our drive back, we were woken up from our sleep by the smell of pure cow duty. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. PG, PG-13, we've said it before, we'll say it again. Yeah, we apologize for anyone under the age of 13 listening. No, literally, <laughs> driving through Amarillo, Texas, asleep in a van, and you get woken up because the aroma outside of pure cow dung is seeping through the walls of the van into your nostrils. I'm guessing we were going through Junction City, right? Because that has Junction City written all over it, right, Mo? Yeah, man. Junction City, Kansas might be like the sixth level of hell. I mean, you and I have driven that drive a ton from Arizona to Kansas back and forth. And it's Mm -hmm. specific. That smell hits and you want to get the AC blown in your car to stay in your car and not what's coming outside to in. Yeah, Junction and Dodge City. That's why they say get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, see, this is uh, when Brian says... Amarillo really does smell like cow poop. He's not kidding. Like Joey, Brian, and I, all three of us asleep in the van. We hit Amarillo. All three of us wake up because it smells so bad. I look back. I'm like, did Joey crap his pants? And he has the same thought about me. And then we both like voice that thought. And we're just like, oh, it's the cows. Duh, we're in Texas. Yeah, that was not a pleasant experience on that trip. But speaking of that trip, us all being in the Academy of the Twelve. Mo, what are what has been? We've been in this in about a year now. What's been your favorite experience or thing to do in the Academy of the Twelve so far? Such a such a big question. Um, my favorite, truly, I think my one of my favorite things that we've done in the Twelve so far. Um, it's kind of a, a bunch of things, but our all Twelve meetings are a lot of fun because the spread of like if they. If this quadcast is able to get one member from the 12 on like each time and get through the whole group, um, you as listeners will get to see how vastly different each of us is, um, but how something really cool um, at our church, Copper Hills, shout out. Um, what? Copper Hills and our love for Jesus brings us together. Uh, and so a lot of different people can make a really cool program and it's taught me a lot. So the group gatherings are a big thing for me and we don't, cause we don't see each other as often uh, besides our quad. But for me, my quad, my quad, um, those are my boys and I get along with them really well. So okay. I like hanging out with them. Okay. So your quad is your boys, like respect, shout out. Your- How would you in a sentence describe each of your quad members? First give them, first give us their names okay, and then follow their name with a sentence of how you would describe your quad members. Okay. Um, so our quad is led by Dominic Puccio or Dom. Um, do I am I going to give the sentence for him or just go through all of them and then give us go a through sentence all for the each? names first? Okay, yeah, and then you can come back. So Dom Puccio, uh, he is our fearless leader, uh, and he's a dad, and we love him. And then um, after Dom, there's Aaron Kuchek. 
we love Aaron. He's the youngest <coughs> member of our quad. Yes, Aaron does cough like a house cat. Um, that's what Russell just did. Beautifully modeled it. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for uh, elaborating on that by Aaron. So thanks a lot, Russell. Um, Aaron Kuchek. And lastly, Brady Simmons, the newest addition to our quad. We love him. Um, now a sentence for each. For Dom, it would have to be... Um, Oh gosh. Bubble gut. Bro, you don't it's a full you have a full, a full sentence. sentence. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's too much freedom. <laughs> just went um gassy. Yeah, he took two words there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got a better one. Um fun loving dad, really smelly farts. <laughs> that's Dom. We 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 can attest. Dom, we love you. And I think you know that too, but yes keep that man away from cheese yeah oh man it's bad the lactose is not tolerant or tolerated in that house all right so how would you then uh describe aaron in a sentence aaron in a sentence only has one knee mm. uh, can i add a word to your sentence sure chaos yeah only yeah but like put it like right in the middle so it doesn't make sense because chaos <laughs> yeah only, only has, has chaos, chaos one knee, one knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good that's yeah. really good yeah um okay and if then, you don't know aaron for some reason is like i just love chaos like i i think chaos is so good i like stirring chaos like being in the middle of chaos I like seeing chaos happen so if that's the opposite of who you are then you will not get along with aaron no that's exactly why aaron and i do get along we both enjoy chaos to some extent yeah, I feel like, thank you for the context, Russell, but I feel like there should also be context for the other part of the sentence, like Aaron just had ACL surgery. I think you guys already mentioned that, but um, for those of you that forgot, he only has one fully operable knee right now. Isn't that why, isn't that why Carter, you, who drafted Aaron in the zombie apocalypse thing? Was that Brian? Yeah, so I drafted him in the zombie apocalypse, not because of that reason, like Carter, who just wanted to sacrifice his team. I saw some real value in there, but he was my failsafe. Fail safe. That's a rough one, man. Yeah, that's big tough. What are you talking about? You had two fail safes. Yeah, Tartar, no, Carter. I did not have two fail safes. I had three. I believe the word used was cannon fodder. <laughs> You're that. First of all, that's Yikes. two words. So don't start with me. And I think they're hyphenated, second, right? I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't know. But either way, all four of us were going to give up one way or another. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So last one, Brady Simmons. Give us your sentence about Brady. Brady Simmons. Um, I would say, hmm, I'm trying to fit a couple things in. Yeah. So if you don't know, Brady's new yeah. to your quad. Uh -huh. He's a late edition. Yes. Late edition. So that's why it's taking a little bit more yes. time. But I think you can think of a good sense for Brady. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Kansas City repping quarter zip kind of guy zip. there was yeah. i was waiting for yeah, the quarter yeah zip. there we go i respect that i really like dude brady has got a, a specific style dude very honestly, specific it's so funny <laughs> he like fits so well so quickly and like he's very different than all of us just like we're all different from each other but i think really the big one that that just cemented that he totally had a place with us was playing mafia and, you know, I'd like be talking my way out of something, you know, up to no good, some nefarious because I'm a mafia. And dude would just straight up go, this guy talks way too much. And he like, he will not shut up. 
I thought that was so funny. Was he talking about you? Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. So, Mo, thank you for sharing that about your quad. You do have a pretty solid quad. A lot of good guys. We'll have to have some of them on in the future. Um, if I could describe one of my quad mates in one sentence, and if it was specifically Carter, I would say that Carter, I'd agree with Brady. He talks too much. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's really undecisive. Mm. Can never figure out what a segment's called. He's indecisive. He can't decide. About a segment? No, 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 no. So what's your segment called this episode? First of all, you said undecisive, and that's not a word. It's indecisive. Yeah. Get clowned. So anyway, what's your stupid segment called? Don't call it stupid. And first of all... Okay, what's another word for stupid, Mr. Thesaurus? I can't stand this guy. We talked about this the last time I had my segment. Because I didn't want to be pinned down to just controversies, it's my corner. We've been over this. I'm sorry. I went too far. Yeah, you did. I apologize. You are forgiven, and I appreciate your willingness to apologize. Yeah, way to back him into a corner, Brian. Oh, that was pretty good. All right, so what's in Carter's corner today? In my corner today is a question. A question based around superpowers. Oh. So here's my question. If you had to have one useless superpower... What would it be? I got one. Oh, you already have one. I actually kind of like that question. You I mean, normally you always hear like, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Because you want the best one or you're trying to pick between two really good ones. But it's, this is a different take, a useless superpower. So here's one that I've thought about. I don't know if, if it would be counted as useless or not, but it's... I'll let you know. Okay, let, just let me know. Just, I'm going to throw this out there. I have below average strength, like very below average strength. But I can open any jar or anything like that. No, that's so epic. That's actually really good. I like that one. It's all you ladies out there who need a strong but yet average man to open up <laughs> your peanut butter jar, your pickle jar. You have got Tanner. And I think since we're talking about superpowers, I think it's also important to include a kryptonite. And Tanner's would happen to be counters. <laughs> yeah yeah that's good that's good wait wait you described him as strong but average man <laughs> that's how he described himself he did just say that okay yeah that was what i was going for does anybody else have one right off the bat i have one let's hear it um mine would be i can turn uh any wooden thing a different shade of wood color oh, you know that's what i'm saying sick. like a different stain a- of wood Hey, as a guy who was a mill worker for a while, I, I really respect that. What would be your go-to stain of wood? Mahogany, baby. You know what I'm saying? I that's do the, know That's what the wood saying. of luxury, my guy. Yeah, buddy. I have one. Okay, let's hear it, Brian. I would have my arms be able to detach and reattach, but they both have to come off at the same time, and I can't use them when they're not attached. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just go on and off I really like, like a Lego that. guy. Hey, hey. I don't, you're like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yeah, but just the arms. Oh my gosh. Okay, I don't know if you guys have ever played the game Skate, but this reference. Yes. Okay, if you haven't, 
for the rest of you, if you haven't played this reference, is only for Brian and Ethan Harris. He's going to love this. In that game, you can drop your skateboard, and then at any time, you can just like summon it to your hand like the Force. I just imagine you doing that with your arms. It might come in handy for like fitting through a small space. It could, but yeah. I would love I, my mental image of Brian uh, beckoning his arms without his arms was very vivid. I just like like a, a mad chin movement is what I was <laughs> picturing. That's good. Okay, here's mine. Mine would be that you can understand and uh, listen to animals. So like when animals uh, moo, bark, cockadoodagoo, whatever you want, you can understand them but you can't talk back to them you just you just understand them and you just got to listen but you can't have conversations back and direct and try to I don't know lead them take over the world or like a cow mafia or something like that can you tell other people what they're saying yeah I guess you can but the useless pieces you can't talk to them oh okay nope that's too useful that's too useful because if you know that ace is like yo yo bro I'm hungry and now you feed him like that's a use and and a pretty good one at that like, you could figure out exactly why he's up at, like, 3 in the morning running around. Like, yeah, too much use. I'm just thinking of, like, Ace. Ace is my dog. Of, like, just going, Bork! And that's all he means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any noise they make can be translated into the English version, but it's just the noise. How about yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, That would be pretty funny. All right, my bad. My bad. I'm, I'm too good. I'm too good at superpowers. That's just what it is. Everything comes through in, like, German or something that you don't understand. No, okay, yeah. So, uh, how about a, a change? You can understand animals, like their noises can be translated to to a language, but it's not a language you know. I like that. All right, then yes, that that is useless. That was a okay. good Carter's Corner. Oh, you want to hear mine? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I would like to control the rate at which lobsters die. <laughs> <laughs> right after I said it was a good Carter's Corner. <laughs> what? Hey, if you if you know, it's a you Drake know. and Josh reference. There you go. I knew he would know it. Yeah, that is a really good Drake and Josh reference. Speaking of superpowers, good corner. I'm sorry that I was mean to you, and my superpower is friendship. So, oh, lovely. We're, we're shaking we're hands good? right now. Okay, we're yeah. good. Speaking of superpowers, when I was a junior high leader at Chisholm, there was a boy who came to youth group and one of the reasons he told me he wanted to be a Christian was because he thought that the Holy Spirit would give him superpowers. Like being able to fly? Like how how Jesus and the apostles all did miraculous things through the power of the Holy Spirit. This very sweet little boy was like, oh, if I have the Holy Spirit, I, I can have superpowers and do sick stuff. You know, that's kind of tight. I wish that were true. Yeah, I, I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. But uh, the interesting piece of the superpower part is that in our Bible reading, which we do as an academy, uh, we kind of have been reading through Acts and we've been reading through some different uh, letters by Paul written to different churches. And we kind of talked about before this quadcast happened, our Bible reading together as a quad, and we talked about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit has power to him uh, in his name and in his name. And so we kind of thought, what is the Spirit's power like in us now if you live by him and live with him in this world? That's a really good point. Um, I like to think that the 
as the world has changed and the the church has developed and become um, different over time, uh, not in its values and what it holds to. I think the church has stayed steadfast in that way. Uh, the foundation is really solid, um, but I think that the ch- the the church changes in within the culture um, that it's around, and I think that's why it's lasted for so long and it's still relevant. And so I think that um, back then, um, so when we think about like the apostles, those that lived with Jesus and knew him, um, the way that they were appointed or anointed with the spirit, I think is a, a slightly different than the way that uh, we experience it. I would say that they hold the office of apostleship. And so I think they were given that to deliberately and carefully and concisely lay the foundations of the early church. And then moving from that, I don't think that, or at least in my, from my perspective, I don't think that we necessarily need that, um, not need that same intensity, but I don't think that the spirit um, deems that as necessary for us in our context today. So the spirit might look differently um, for us, but I think that we're still able to um, experience sanctification by living in step with the spirit to the same amount and um, fullness that they were able to. Yeah, I like that you brought in the church with the spirit because I think oftentimes in our world now, sometimes as the church, we can talk so much about God and Jesus and we forget that the Holy Spirit was sent as our helper, our advocate, our counselor, and that living by the spirit now gives us that power and we get to engage and live into that being the church through the church and in those ways. Yeah, and I think that, so I was just reading in Romans uh, today, and I read through Romans 12, and in that it talks about uh, different living in accordance into the body of uh, body of Christ and how we each have our different gifts and should lean into that. Like if your gift is for prophecy, if it is for teaching, if it is for giving and encouraging and all of that. And I think that we do in our world, in America especially, we don't see miracles like they did in the book of Acts. But I think that the spirit is very much alive in all of us in the church and there are countless stories of people that go on missions works and they do experience miracles that are pretty pretty close to what you read in Acts and have healing and demons and angels protecting people. So I think that that is very much a real thing and that us in America have kind of, we've kind of, our faith is a little different in that way of that, like, because we have so much, it kind of hinders us sometimes and it can be a difficult stumbling block with how much we have. Yeah, I think, like, we've kind of lived into this, like, quote-unquote American gospel uh, in that, like, we allow Jesus into our lives, uh, but we don't rely on him in the same way that the apostles did then, uh, and that they really couldn't have done any of what they did without him. Um, But because we all have, like, our individual lives and we have our jobs and our, you know, whatever, that we, we don't rely on him in the same way. Like I, the apostles went to all these different places and had this gift of being able to speak to all these different people who probably didn't speak the same languages. Um, and you know, maybe they had a translator, maybe they in, you know, however we've, we've interpreted it, uh, spoken in tongues into a, a known language that, that other people could hear. Like they couldn't, do it without that. But I think because we're like, Oh, I have Google translate. Like, I don't, you know, why would I rely on that? I think it's become like this different thing where we just, I don't know. We don't, we don't live the same way that they did. 
Yeah, no, that's a really good point. This is a really good question that you're phrasing. Um, Carter, to your point of your, that was a really great example. I think that's when um, the apostles are at Pentecost, when they start speaking in different languages Mm -hmm. um, or being heard in different languages. But nowadays we can pull out Google Translate on our phone. Um, Not that, that is not to say that the Holy Spirit isn't important in our lives, it should be the most important thing that we lean into and think about. But the scriptures tell us that like through Jesus, through the Holy spirit, we have the power to destroy all evil, you know, um, in his name and through God and through the spirit. But that's just one example, Carter, of how evil has changed in the way that it presents itself, you know, to your point of, we now have the power to translate to almost any language through something that we can pull out on our phone. So I don't know. I believe that it's the same spirit, but maybe it's the spirit prompting us and giving us power to do things that are relevant in our culture that might not have been relevant in the apostles culture that were directly with Jesus. So that's just one, one take on it. Yeah. Good word, everybody. Let's end, let's end this way on the spirit conversation in your life and in uh, your faith with Jesus, how are you trying to live by the spirit? And maybe what, yeah, let's just say this. What is a way that our listeners, followers of Jesus and those who say they don't believe and that's okay. Uh, if somebody wants to try out this faith, if someone wants to try out the spirit and the spirit's power, what is one way that you tap into the spirit's power in your life? I'll be honest. A simple way that I do is before every uh, conversation I go into before uh, every like different place I step into. So if that's work, if that's coming back home, if it's getting my car, if that's having a conversation with a coworker, or a student, somebody that I'm just now meeting. Uh, I just take a moment and I ask the spirit to join me in my life, to join me in my heart, to join me in this conversation and to lead me that he would speak through me and give me the words to say when I don't have the words to say, because oftentimes I don't, and I'm going to trust that uh, God's Spirit is going to give me the words to say when I need to. And that's just been a great way for me to try to intentionally live by the Spirit in a world where we often don't think the Spirit is active. Yeah. For me, um, a lot lately in the past year, I've been relying on the Spirit and having faith and trusting Him in the area of finances. And that's a really big thing in our world today, especially where, yeah, in America, we're we're told that we need to go get jobs and have these high careers to make a lot of money and that will fulfill us. But for me recently, uh, and some of you know this, I made the switch. I graduated from ASU with a business degree and I was all set to make a big career in supply chain management, but I decided that I wanted to go into teaching instead and use that as a ministry. And for those of you who don't know, uh, business to teaching is a big pay cut. (laughs) And so that's just a step of faith in trusting God that, yeah, He'll supply me no more than I need, no less than I need, and just to learn to be content with that and have faith. Mm, That's good. Russell, that's another great question. And just wanted to say that there's so many times I can recall in my life and in the lives of others that you can really just see the Spirit working. Um, And so I believe the Spirit is real. The Spirit is always with us, and it's just a matter of how much we want to lean into that um, when we have the Holy Spirit. But I think that just a simple practical way similar to what you said Russell is inviting the spirit into whatever you're doing as simple as that sounds just being aware of the presence and inviting it into your heart inviting it to lead your words in a conversation 
I'm not great in one-on-one conversations with people. I prefer a group setting much more. So in one-on-one conversations, that's when I really do, I get a little nervous and I have to take a breath, know that the spirit is with me and just ask God, ask Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit, just speak through me. Let me, let me come out with the words that you want me to share, you know, just let me be a vessel for you. Yeah, I like that because oftentimes we forget that the spirit is the same spirit that was hovering over the earth, hovering over the waters in the beginning of creation with God. It is the spirit of God and is the same spirit that Jesus sent to us. And so that's that's a great word. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that like what comes to mind for me in how I allow the spirit into my life would be uh, by the example of, I believe it's in First Timothy, and he talks about um, setting an example for, for all other believers in, in life and love and faith and impurity. And for me, I think what that looks like is asking the Spirit to guide me in how I love people, not just how I speak to them, um, but how I treat them, and that maybe not even by like the words that I say or you know whatever, but my actions, that people feel loved and that they see that something is different and and they want to know why and i i really have tried my hardest to love people the way that jesus uh did and and does and you know i'm not great at it all the time but continually inviting the spirit into my life to treat people with um dignity and and love and in the way that that we we should um has been huge i like that carter um I would say for myself, um, I find the spirits leading in my life the most involved and the most, um, the most prominent in my circumstances. Um, I, like I said earlier, I've only been out here for about a year. So all of the Academy of the 12 guys, everybody at Copper Hills, aside from Russell, a distant family member, um, all these people I've known for a little over a year now or a little less, depending on when I met them. Um, and it's, you know, I didn't move out of here, move out here just for funsies. Um, I've done my time as, you know, somewhat like just a sinful human. Um, I've had a, uh, a rough last couple of years and, uh, life has not been super easy. And so, uh, not to say that to say, you know, look how far I've come, but, um, truly submitting my life to the direction of the spirit and um, asking for a spirit and an attitude of humility and obedience has been really important for me Um, because I've tried doing it my own way and it has not worked out well at all. It's done quite the opposite. So um, I see the spirit um, involved in my life. (laughs) I see the spirit most involved in my life uh, in his leading of me where I should go and I pray that I will follow and answer the call. Man, good word, Mo. Sorry you just had to be interrupted by Brian's reminder to (laughs) pick up the chairs in the backyard and to get the hats out of Carter's car. (laughs) That is not my fault. That That alarm, I've been snoozing that for the last four hours almost. No. That is probably Probably two hours. That is probably the ninth or tenth time that we've heard it today. And you know what I still didn't get from you both? Dude, you're about to get a fist to your face man i'm so we I were can't. really just getting deep and then here we are back us as the quadcast well no thank you thank you for being a part of the quadcast today we are so glad that uh, you joined us and that you made some time to be here with us on a thursday night thanks bro thank you guys for having me well guys that was a good one quad 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 quad
Ron Quad. Yeah, all right. See you next week. Bye.